It feels like we're, you know, behind the scenes, though. Who wants to be? Uh, I've got man flu, so I am not. I'm not at the races today. And I laid I a patio. yesterday. You're going to be a right. Bar- you're going to be a right barrel. Ass. I laid. I laid a patio yesterday as well. God, that's bad. I've never felt more emasculated in my life. That we had a mate of ours come round um, who'd come to help us, and he was smashing it all up, and you know, using the tamper, and you know, and there's me there going, oh, I think I've, I've chipped a nail. What's a tamper? <laughs> What's a tamper? Oh, it's a place in Florida. Um, no, um, it's the thing that you smash down on the ground to level it out and beat it down. I think that's right. I might be wrong because even though I'm apparently good, good at woodworking, when it comes to manual labour, mm-hmm. I am not doing my Irish um, history, my Irish ancestry any favours whatsoever. Um, but there we go. I'm sure everybody wants to hear that. <laughs> How are you doing, Sam? Looking resplendent in your uh, sponsored T-shirt. I hope Tommy, Tommy Hilfiger are giving us some cash for that. I, I, I wish giving them a far too much of my money but uh, we should do given how much money I've given them some over the years for my Tommy you're a Tommy Hilfiger man are you I am yeah they, they released gone, a, gone too, Dad. A, they released a top they, they released a Tommy X Lewis range about five years ago and I fell for it um did you I, buy your I racing car that I sent you no I haven't but I need I, I need to do it's the sort of thing I might ask someone to buy for Christmas but if you're listening anti-lunch uh, they, Evening, Wayne. Hope you're all right. Stephen, well, are we just really gonna, looking forward to this? Are we just going to try and sort of spend as much time as possible talking about every other subject as opposed to the last hour of yesterday's game? Right. The Swindon lad is coming on at half eight. So we've got 28 minutes left to just delay it. And then, you know, we can go from there and then we're fine. <laughs> Highest highest XG in the EFL yesterday, Sam. I don't know if you saw that stat. Yeah, I did. I, I, I quote tweeted it with saying just normal Grinsby Town things, really. Um, Jack, I think I think it kind of lays bare that XG is while it's useful and it's interesting. I think it's um, it's unwise to kind of say to, to put to look at XG uh, and just the be all and end all because it's posh shots on target. Although we we did create a lot more chances yesterday um, than we had done previously, which is why it was so frustrating. It, but one of the reasons it was so frustrating because is it because we decided write, not write, to have a defence? <laughs> yes. We decided not to have a defence. Nothing. To, it was. Um, well, yeah. But basically, if we're oh, brutally honest, about it, we've got we've got two, two conference. Should we go live? Should we? Should we um, run the music? So it's got. No. Do we have to? Then it means it's officially started. Uh, Stephen Midday says Stockport v Wrexham was decent. Yeah, but my only worry is Stephen Wrexham put three past us. Stockport put five past Wrexham, and we've got Stockport in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't put any past Wrexham the worst defence in the league and we couldn't we didn't even look like scoring against them but that in itself is as alarming as as yesterday I mean I don't want to get kind of too carried too carried uh, too down in the dumps on the back of yesterday but I can go into more detail later on if you like but there were certain elements of yesterday's performance really. that I really 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 didn't care for it's um, um, uh, it's, not like, it's not like you to get carried away Sam, what well, well, to be one to be one scale to be one you're side of the yeah. you're the mate. I, I I worry for you sometimes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Just, um. Uh, I mean, then you. Do you know what? I don't I don't train on the way back. I'm trying to I'm trying to make the comments for people to come in, and Sam is just no railroad in it. Viewers don't count. Shut up. This is my show. Uh, filibuster in the whole way. Uh, Grimsby Way says Crawley created a lot of chances for us. Uh, Simon says at least we got that second goal. We always seem to want to finish a team off. And HC Storm is going right in. Really need waterfall out at this point. Wasting of, of a wage bill. It must be bad if a right back is getting in over a centre half. Wayne Clark says first game of the season. I went to yesterday. We were really good for thirty minutes until they scored. Then our heads dropped. Uh, really missing Ma and Rose and the Grimsby Way is just you know. The face that Danilo Orsi is playing you know, by just laughing his way to the bank. Sam, you're free. Speak. Speak, priest. Speak, priest. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there is an element of me that says, I mean, I put in a group chat with one of my friends on the way yesterday, up, on the way up yesterday saying, we're going to lose to a 96th minute Danilo Orsi winner. And I was completely right in every sense. He got, even got the minute right. Um, so if that doesn't make it clear how predictable that was, then I'm not sure anything will if I can predict it right. Um, Look, the only, so, the, only, the only benefit is that 
Um, you know, if you are now a betting man, you can bet on town to score the first and then to lose and you're making a bit of money. That's all you can do. Profit on the misery. Profit off. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna, I don't gamble, fortunately, given my, um, well, I can't be bothered. I don't want to. But um, I don't know. I kind of, I was quite despondent on the train on the way back yesterday. Um, and I, normally I kind of, you see the emotions diminish. I woke up this morning still pretty annoyed at what had happened yesterday which is unlike me I'm normally by the by the 20 sort of 12 18 hours later feeling a little bit more sanguine about it but I mean there are some so let me, there's, there's two parts to my intellect on this one I'm, I'm, and I suspect in he started already Mike we you know we were saying we we're going to take a while and now he's all into it he just you know he doesn't ask for agendas he doesn't put stuff in this is what I would quite like to talk about he just goes he's gone we haven't even rolled BT yet no he's got you know and he was the one suggested it you, you, should we talk about Scunner <laughs> open wide for some soccer And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at town delighted at a 5-0 defeat are they delighted at a 3-2 defeat against nft well an nft that's all it is they're worth nothing uh, but they certainly got three points Town lost to crawley uh, and dino danilo orsi came back to avenge his critics most you know mostly the manager um and uh, laughed all the way back down the uh, down the m1 uh, and sam had already started uh, and we really want your thoughts on it as well it was you know quite a toxic atmosphere is probably a good word to describe it though I think that probably gets over overplayed now uh, there were quite some despondent people out there yesterday so we want your thoughts in because we are both too positive and too negative according to the quickest of criticism so you know I guess that's all right. I think we're probably like the B- the BBC now we've got someone from the greens on and we've got Nigel Farage in the corner as well so uh, somewhere in between we can find the goalie goldilocks of the pod I'm joined by Sam and Mike and all of you guys will be also be um visited by the Loathe Stranger uh, podcast in a bit to tell us about free score in Swindon and what we can expect on on Saturday. And Sam is tapping his mic. I'm not sure why. He's just seeing if it's on. Um, let's have a look, see what other people have said before we start going. Uh, Jack says, I think Hurst time's up. Whoa, that's a start. Don't think he can take us any further than middle t- mid-table. Hoping Stockwell isn't satisfied and does cut ties if it gets worse. Mark Walter. Mark, my good old friend, is not necessarily in the Hurst in-camp. Uh, we made the tactical error of t- taking the lead. Uh, how many points have we dropped now? <laughs> Get ready for the most defensive and boring performance at Swansea. Swansea, Mark. We haven't been promoted. Swindon. Stephen McDay says, I can't see any more Hurst out comments on social media. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Stephen, do you want us to start saying it on here or something just for entertainment? I mean, it's not something I believe, but we could do it just, you know, to quench the thirst of some. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, it's all right, Mike. Apology accepted. What are you apologizing for? Um, cool. Uh, I was laying a patio, so I didn't see the first goal. And then I got told off because Mariners TV did not work yesterday, which was great if you're paying 140 quid a season for it. You missed the first goal at least. And so I was watching a dodgy stream. And by the time I'd tweeted, you know, that Issa had carved them, carved them apart, people were thinking it was a retaliation to, to their equaliser, I think, because it would taken that quick for them to turn the tides. Sam, Mike, you had a better view of it than me. Please do take it away because I'm dying a man flu. Anyone would be great. Sam, I couldn't shut you up a minute ago. Go on. I was a bit after you, Claude, wasn't it? Um, um, as I said, you think I should go first because I went to the game. Is that the? I, the only thing I would say, I, I sort of um, 
push back a little bit against the idea that the atmosphere was toxic and it, prior to the 96th minute, it wasn't toxic or despondent at all. It's the, the crowd stayed with the players yesterday. Uh, most of the kind of negativity was directed towards the referee rather than the players. Um, How that bad was, was it? Because Hurst... How was it? Hurst, go on, Ed. I thought... Uh, I didn't think he was that bad. I mean, he wasn't great. There were a few odd... I mean, the booking for Conti, which means he can't play next week, was just bloody ridiculous. I think he got booked for being Camille Conti there a little bit. He's obviously been flagged up in like some PGMOL refereeing things that he gets booked a lot. But it happened to Toto and it had to happen to Sean Pearson before where you kind of get you, you get a reputation. Um, but there was no standout poor decisions. I didn't see... I didn't see, cause the, in my seat standing the main stand, I couldn't see the penalty instance. It was buried behind a post, so I'm none the wiser on that one, I'm afraid. Um, well, Hurst, but, Hurst didn't want to talk about the referee, even though he spent four minutes of his seven-minute interview talking about him. Um, so I don't know. He, he, he definitely felt there was an aggrievement. But even if we got the penalty, it would have still been 3 all. And after being 2 0 up. probably missed it knowing our recent record as well, wouldn't That's we? true. Um yeah, I think that's maybe a little bit smoke and mirrors. We if we shouldn't be having a conversation about getting a late equaliser yesterday. We're tuning look, we're absolutely cruising against a what looked like a pretty poor side, frankly. Um, we've let them back in the game by courtesy of our own ineptitude. Uh, um it's fair to say um we looked like we had two conference wing backs full backs yesterday. I said at the time I thought it looked like Harvey Rogers had been out on the piss the night before. He was all over the show. Uh, by far his worst game for us. Um, and that's why I'm leaning towards the idea you can put this up down to a little bit of a one-off. We are not going to take the lead, go two and look in many games and lose them, um, especially as Rodgers and Conte played as poorly as they did. Um, but uh, like they said, the, the noise is all mainly on social media. Everybody around me in the main stand stayed with the team in, until the end of the game. Um, there was a huge apart from those who'd left yeah <laughs> yeah but that was only the 90, that, that was only the 96th minute and that was yeah um, so that argument doesn't bear scrutiny um, I don't really I don't know do you want to get involved in the Hurst discussion and we, we'll, we'll end up saying exactly the same things that we've said before about subs about negativity about this about that about the other um, we all think what we think and I, what, what I think was most frustrating with yesterday is we seem to have corrected some of the things that we've had a problem with over the last couple of weeks. So, you know, as we've said earlier, highest XG doesn't really mean anything. It's just a stat, isn't it? But we were getting the ball into the box more, getting more shots on target and creating more. What is then frustrating is the thing that you would ordinarily before the start of the season think Paul Hurst teams do is we just want to absolute pot defensively. Now, I, I didn't see any of the goals in the first half. Um, well, unfortunately, as soon as I turned it on, it was 2-2. So, you know, um, can't really talk to those. But the, the the goal we conceded in the last minute, I just I had to walk off. Like, And I don't get that annoyed by results. I, I You know, you, you take them, you win some, you lose some, you draw some. You know, you're good, you're shit, you're a bit mediocre. But yesterday, so infuriating, you know, to be 2-0 up at home, and to concede two goals in the first half so quickly to poor defending. And then in the last minute to to just switch off. And there's so much wrong with that goal. You know, you can point out Glennon. Yes, he is wrong, but there's other things wrong with it as well. Harry and Clifford, Paul, you can look at him. Yeah, you can look at loads of stuff. And you can look at loads of stuff throughout the entire game. And what is annoying is that that isn't how Paul Hurst's sides play. Now, you want to get into the Paul Hurst discussion later, that's fine. What I would say is if that starts becoming the norm last week and this week, then there is something wrong because you, you don't you don't consider Paul Hurst teams to be that weak as piss, to be honest with you. And that's what they were yesterday defensively. Absolutely terrible. And as I say, the last time I think I was this annoyed was Hartlepool last season, you know, when we didn't change it and they, they came back in and we lost. And it's similar to that. And we just cannot... We cannot fix a problem of not creating enough, but that comes at the expense of not conceding. You know, you have to fix both of them. Yeah, you can't, you know, it's no good going and scoring two goals and then conceding three, you know. So we have to we have to sort that out and find a middle ground where we're not not creating, but we're not leaking goals like, like sieves at the back. And yesterday, I've never been so frustrated with a result than for, for quite a while. 
So I understand where a lot of the frustration has come from in the ground and on social media. Whether you want to then progress the argument to a, to a bigger argument about Paul Hurst, I'm not quite sure, but um, I definitely understand where the uh, where the anger comes from. That's the that's the thing, isn't it? The, the debate can be part. Well, there's, a, there's a decent chance we'll ship a shed load got more goals next week at Swindon that they they score for fun, and then I think the the noise will ramp up a little bit. But I think maybe it's just the ones who are noisy get noisier um, rather than anyone new jumping on the on the bandwagon, as it were. I mean, yeah, I think you're right, Mike, that if we it, say we're in the next month, we, see, we keep shooting a load more goals. Maybe there's a conversation we have, but it's been made pretty clear by Jason Andrew, not from their rhetoric, but kind of look at the winter of 2021, 2022, as evidence that it will have to get pretty bloody bad before they start thinking about it, which is which is right, in my opinion. I, I don't think we were that poor defensively, though. We weren't shipping, what, six six or seven goals in two games, as best as my knowledge was. It was one nils, two ones, draws. You know, it wasn't... Well, yeah. It wasn't throwing away two goal leads and losing four nil away. No, we lost one goal, one game by more than the odd goal in that run. It was yeah, just, that's what it was I mean. In, in that run, you could see it's fine margins. At the minute, the last two games, you can't say it's fine margins, really. No, you can say it's ineptitude yesterday. That's the word I would use, just defensive ineptitude. And I, I'm yeah. happy I'm happy to let that roll for a little bit because what I said last week or the week before doesn't change because of one game because that would be that would be madness if you just your, your, your opinion suddenly changed after one game and one bad performance. Sort of writing Wrexham off a little bit. But if that continues, then you do get into the realms of you need to have a discussion, I think. Yeah. My my problem with Hurst is he is uh, absolutely terrible at arresting a bad run of form. We saw that in the National League. We saw that a little bit last season as well, where he just doesn't seem to have that ability to turn it that quickly. I don't think Jason and Andrew, and I guess Debbie will be in the situation in the discussion, will be even having contemplating getting rid of him. I think they will act quickly when they see that the atmosphere. And you know the the attitude in the in the training ground has changed, and I think that's what would you know necess- necessitate a change. It wouldn't be the results on the pitch, which we saw in the National League. My worry is is that there are a lot of fans who just don't like Hurst. They just don't like it, and I don't understand. I don't understand their point at times. They almost they almost act with glee that Hurst is failing and that the club is failing. And whatever you may say about Hurst, if you don't like him, that's absolutely fine. But he's the most successful manager we've had since Buckley. And you should show him a bit of fucking respect because he has done things at this club that were unachievable before this. The quarterfinals of the FA Cup is ridiculous. It might be embarrassing, but the highest league position in 17 years was an achievement. You might not like the fact that it was a 12th, 11th, wherever the fuck it was, but there are managers that have come and gone. The ones that you've all welcomed in with open arms, the fucking hollow words, the, you know, the slades and the like, and they haven't gone anywhere close to it and they fucked it. And to, you know, enjoy his enjoy the team struggling and not starting on the right foot is, is I think incredibly disappointing. And it says more about you as a town fan and a person than it does about anything else. I don't enjoy the way that some people have gone with glee to talk about it. I don't think I'm very much in the camp of, I think he can, I think he has the ability to turn this round. I worry that he hasn't necessarily learned so- from some of his past failings. He's not very reactive tactically. And I'm worrying as now Mike has said, you know, the, the one thing about Hurst teams was it was about character and whether or not now he's had a little bit of cash and he now can make a decision on actually I'll bring in some talented players in and I'll be, you know, I'll bring in some talented players in might not necessarily be the greatest, you know, mentally speaking, and that might be a digression, but this, this run is massively concerning because it just shows that they're totally and utterly mentally weak. They, they are the Man United of, you know, League Two. The second they score, someone scores against them, their heads go down. And I'll tell you something, and Rich is already on from, the, from you know, Swindon. He, he's going to fucking love it next week because it could be an absolute bloodbath. It could be exactly the similar as it was to when we went last year. Just just to pick up on that, I agree, I agree with, with absolutely everything you've said there, buddy. We, we've said before, there is obviously an inherent 
problem that a section of our fan base have with Paul Hurst, right? And the problem that then creates is with people like me that I don't necessarily think I'm a I'm a Paul Hurst in bloke. I'm just a you know I trust I trust the bloke from what I've seen him do, you know. And I he's always going to get the benefit of the doubt with me until it gets to a point where it's quite obvious that something's wrong because I've seen him do it before. He's got history, he's got proven results, and that's what you use to to draw your judgment. The problem is, is that if you're one game into a season and it's all anti Hurst, or it's pre-season and it's anti Hurst, or it's the end of the season and you know we've we've won three on the bounce at home, but you're still anti Hurst. If you if you try and have a conversation with people like me that I think are probably quite fair and pragmatic about it, you're instantly going to get us to shut up, shut up, sort of shop, you know, because nobody's going to take a point of view that comes is never different. So one example I used yesterday is if this continues for six weeks, two months, maybe longer, maybe shorter, depends, I will change my mind. If Paul Hurst gets us promoted, some people will not change their mind. And that's the problem, that there is there is this inherent hatred of Paul Hurst, which sort of get magnified, magnified on, on social media. And then you end up having a, having a discussion about Paul Hurst in or out, long before any normal fan base would, with any normal manager, because of that, that noise and that's and that's the problem as well isn't it it that that you know massive disparity between people allows no room for constructive criticism it's not i was you know look at the i, I was told i was too positive and too negative in terms of Bradford, in Bradford against Bradford, he fucked up. It was thirty-five degree heat. He made two substitutions. Who the fuck do you think you are, Terry Venables in the Euro '96 semi-final? Um, which, by the way, if anyone knows, he never made a substitution in that game. Fucking madness. Uh, but not that I've got over it. Um, it's it just removes any form of decent discussion because you then you get to a point where you go, yeah, Alex, I agree with you. Fucking Hurst out. Yeah, let's put him on a Viking boat and you know fire a on flying flame arrow at it as it escapes down the Humber. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about conversation. Going, this team has at times excelled and played really well and has played some really nice stuff. And for a point yesterday, was you know, sailing with it. What is going wrong with it mentally? Is it because he's making so many changes? Is it because he didn't get in who he wanted? Is it simply down to the fact there are so many freaking clubs in this, this, uh, you know, this league that are spaffing the cash around that you can't get a half decent striker. And so when Danny Rose is injured, you're fucked. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, That's what's really strange about yesterday in particular, really. Um, I don't think, because even at 2-2 at half-time, I still thought, I I was sitting there, I didn't didn't say anything because I wanted to kind of tempt fate, but I'm sitting there thinking, I still think we'll win this game pretty comfortably. We look a lot better than they do. Um, It was the surprise of the season, really, when they scored that late winner. I just didn't feel it coming at all, other than sort of inherent pessimism. But so let's get into that kind of. So you can criticise Hurst without being harassed out. I think which is essentially what you're saying is that you can't. You've got you, if you criticise Hurst, you're harassed out. Is what some people are saying. It's never an and, extreme. There's a there's a middle ground which seems to get vacated so often. It's, 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 it's very position is a thing, isn't it? And yeah. he'll be aware of it as much as anybody. Um. In the same way, holding on to leads is a problem. Um, and it's worth saying yesterday, like, I don't know what, Sam, you were there. That first goal, I think he flunked it. I think he fluked it. I thought he was trying to get it to flunked. the guy. The no guy lead two player. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold couldn't do that, let, let alone a let alone a bloody League 2 um, uh, also run. Yeah, so... so <laughs> Yeah, that's a bloody that that's a that's a fluke. I'm not. I know some people want to say oh, it's deliberate. He's supposed to be cut off his line. He's who he had his worst game as well yesterday. That's the other thing I think you say. A lot of players had their worst game for the club yesterday. Um, as I said I'm kind of writing off Wrexham because they're what have they got ten times the budget in a form to bring Stephen Fletcher off the bench. Um, but the, the the budget thing doesn't that argument doesn't work in individual games. Like you can't use the oh, there's fifteen teams best than us in this league against Crawley. We should. When you tune up against Crawley, I mean, I know you say no disrespect to them, I'm disrespecting them here. You should be holding on to that without really much difficulty. And we made it bloody hard work for ourselves. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the budget argument is just something people throw out when they've had a bad game. And it's ridiculous because I don't think anybody could, could hand on heart make an argument that our team is not technically better than it was last year. Now you can argue about how it's performing as a squad or or how it's playing, but you, you cannot, I don't think, honestly argue that we haven't invested and we haven't invested wisely. 
you know, have the argument about if we need more, but what we've got is good, I think. But it's also... There's, there's, there's one player I'm not massively... I'm well, yeah, yeah, but you've got, you've, got to, you've got to get that. But yeah, you're talking about Pike and you're probably comparing him with a, you know, a, an under-21 line. I'm, um, I'm, I'm comparing him to Terry Taylor at the moment. But but what I would say <laughs> is... Not, that's unfair, Alex. That's unfair. He's had two games playing a role he's not used to. I, 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 I'm, I'm, yeah, I think you're jumping the gun a little bit on him. I mean, yeah, two easy chances yesterday he made a mess of. But he's getting up to speed. I'm, I, I'm unwilling to write him off yesterday. On the other hand of that, Abu is a cut above this level and he's way, way, way too good for everybody. It, it is interesting. I mean, I'm the same with Pike. I mean, I, I'm, I don't think he's... I, I've not really got an opinion on him yet. I'll let him have a bit of a crack and then make make an opinion. But what what I was going to say is talking about Hurst. It's in, interesting how Mike. I'm really sorry. Can I just say something? Because I'm going to do you. I'm going to Alex. I owe you an apology. Pike is shite. Sam uh, Sam Barrick, fifteen twenty yesterday. That's because he goes <laughs> to the extremes. He, he, it's all or nothing. There's ne- he's He's an emotional mess. But Hold on a second. If that's bloody moves your show destruction, if that bloody WhatsApp group gets leaked. <laughs> <up. laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting how narratives take effect because what you get thrown at a lot now is that Hearst is an inherently negative manager. Now, he might be slightly more pragmatic than most, but he's not a negative manager. You know, we don't have a team of six foot fives rolling around on the floor, playing for set pieces, 11 behind the ball. Yeah, so sorry, on that, I, sorry, on, no, I saw somebody gen, genuinely suggest we appoint Andy Woodman on Twitter last night. If you want six foot five rolling around on the rolling I around on the floor, I fucking love that. It would be hilarious. I'd be, I would you support, know, Hurst I would, out. The Hurst out campaign would pale it into insignificance for the amount of abuse I would give that fat bastard. It would be would hilarious. Be I'd go and support First game of the season. I, 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 I couldn't do it. I just, I'd just have to go and support somebody else. I'd be, I'd be putting the banner up the moment he was appointed. That happened. Someone, especially Steve Evans, as well today. I mean, I would literally uh, just be, I would literally just have a line of candy to the Oriental Express, all you can eat, and then trap Woodman in a box. That's literally all I would do. Just no, there's a literal tweet there that someone, sorry, sorry, Mike, cut you off there. What one final thing is, is, is I really do think the narrative and the, and the, the negative thing that people say about Hurst is, is football and things, right? If you actually look in it, like, like like I have done, I don't think it's borne out by the stats, right? I get he's a little bit more pragmatic than some at times, but I think maybe that was more in his first role. I don't think he's like that now. And I'm quite happy to die. It's the bridge I'll die on and have that discussion with anybody that I don't think Paul Hurst is an inherently really negative manager. The football we play isn't negative. I don't think how we act is negative. I think at times we just can't do what he wants us to do. And that is a problem. Okay. You finished? You finished? No. Okay. I'm finished. (laughs) Right. Don't worry. We get to pay 27. We get to pay 27 quid to watch us get battered by fucking Swindon. So uh, Rich will be telling us exactly how many uh, goals. uh, It's a joke. We'll be scoring. Uh, and whatever else. The only thing I like about Swindon is the mirror of the the, the two teams on the scoreboard. Other than that, we, well, we'll see. Rich joins us. Rich joins us from the Loathe Strangers podcast. Um, you know, the the crazy roundabout of injustice that is Swindon Town. Rich, how is it going uh, in the Southwest? Can I sound the Southwest? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I deem Wiltshire to be a part of the West Country, but I'm not entirely sure. Do the West Wiltshire, Country not want you? I, I, well, who does want the borough of Swindon? <laughs> I'm not from the borough of Swindon, so I'm allowed to say that, I suppose. But I, I always say it's the gateway to the West Country and where you want to draw your boundaries. I feel a bit sad talking about Swindon because I was enjoying that. I was at the on the edge of my seat listening to some ranting and I loved every second of it, gentlemen. I hope we're all well. I Don't am. worry, I, we'll I, be I enjoying do, it. I do have to apologise to Swindon because I'm meant to go to a work conference in two weeks in Swindon and I wrote back that there is no way in this earth I'm going to Swindon for any reason. So oh, sorry all of Swindon there. I, I look, Swindon is a great, it's a nice little ground. They rip us blind because you know it's 10 quid to park and then 25 quid to you know get in 
What is the price of that? Is that something you guys have to endure? Because that is outrageous. Yeah, um, we're all getting ripped on on that front. So, and it's it's not an anti Grimsby agenda. So, if if well, essentially you kindly once made it nineteen pound ninety four, I think it was when we played there once because that, it was for the celebrating Premier League your, thing. Yeah, or something like that. yeah, nineteen ninety three, maybe ninety four. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, like if you're not a season ticket holder, if you're if you're a pay on the day fan for the side stands, you're paying silly amounts. So they went all in on the uh, on the season tickets and tried to force that by saying, "Well, we're going to charge you a lot um, on the day." So we get it as well. Uh, I don't, I'm not entirely sure if it's identical, but it's it's not a uh, an acceptable rate. But I'm not here to slag them off. I do that on my own pod. Come on. <laughs> well, I, well, someone's go. Look, last time we played you, you guys were rampant. You'd got some bloke, overweight bloke from Australia to come over. He ripped us to pieces. You hit mm. the post like 11 times. Um, yeah. And, you know, we were we were five nil down. Some of us expecting a five and a half hour journey home as some spotty Swindon teenagers were giving it the good old middle finger at us, and rightly so. Um, <laughs> what's it like at the moment? It looks like you're pretty free for, free scoring, aren't you? Mm, yeah, I, I missed the five nil last season because of flooding between Bristol Temple Meads and Bass Bar, which I wasn't aware of. So um, it's a, it's a pretty bleak day for me on a personal level because it was our it was our performance of the season. It's been a good start to the season for Swindon free scoring but we do like to concede goals too so I was listening to you before yeah we'll we'll score if we're if we're playing like we have been but we'll also give chances away also uh, which is what's been happening mostly away but our home form is good fun at the moment are you the only undefeated team in the league now no, Mansfield, I think, of, uh, I think it's just a Mansfield that are unbeaten in the division. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we, we played them twice. Wonderful. That's probably and, why. And I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like, you know, the most rose-tinted Swindon fan in the world, but there is a pretty strong argument that we should we are be definitely winning the league. completely unbeaten <laughs> this season so far because the games we've drawn... So we, 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 we got a point at Doncaster. They went down to 10 men before halftime. Uh, opening day of our season against Crew, we were 2-0 up and threw a two-goal lead. Wrexham, 5-3 up in injury time, threw away that lead. And even this weekend against Morecambe, we were, we were 2-1 up with Morecambe down to 10 men in the last 15 minutes or so too. So um, there, there, is, there is a strong argument that we, we could have been completely uh, 100%, but was, hasn't been, um, hasn't happened, unfortunately. It sounds like it's going to end of five all and no one wants to keep a lead. Um, yeah, it's chaos sometimes, sometimes. Mike, are you looking forward to it? Swindon beat uh, Crawley six goals to nil. Obviously, we lost three two to them yesterday. <laughs> Are you looking forward forward to a nine two defeat? That's far too much maths for me to comprehend what the result's going to be. I did. I did add six to three. The Crawley game was was odds because they we that game could have been three all at half time. You know, they had some proper, like when I say three, they've had proper chances. You know, when you see them late and you go, well, you know, he's got some work to do there and it's not that bad. Three really, really, really good opportunities to, to score against us. And then they just fell apart in the second half. And I I think anyone as a neutral would have been watching that was going, that was no way a six nil game. It was great. I had a great day, but it, it was it was bizarre because the first half we were poor and they were quite okay, and then it just went crazy in the in the second forty five, which was lovely. I'm quite interested in what happened last season because I mean I know we went down to ten men when it was one nil, and then you marmalise us thereafter. But you had that calm bloke and Williams in midfield and Austin up front, and there's the, the right back who looks a cutter. But what what happened thereafter if you went to end up on the same number of points as us? Because you looked way better than we did. Yeah, I don't know if that was just the return of of the it's a joke man as as Alex <laughs> referenced him there. Um I don't know if it was just Charlie Austin's return and the fact that that really was a big moment for a lot of Swindon Town fans, but the season was inconsistent throughout. Um we weren't great 
all season long and that was probably the high point it just all clicked that day I think more than anything it was we started with Crawley's manager Scott Lindsay who started okay but I spent a lot of the first half of last season or the Scott Lindsay tenure going it's just it's we're just squeezing past teams some of these games we do not deserve to win and instead of just enjoying these 1-0 wins um, I spent all that time and then yeah, and then we upgraded to, oh, goodness me. Mad and, Gav yeah, Gunning. Mad Gav Gunning, who had a really good, him and Steve Mildenhall as joint caretaker bosses. had a, I Both think a, former Grimsby players, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, well, Mildy's ours. He's Swindon born and bred, so, you know. Um, <laughs> you can keep him, it's fine. He was celebrating too much when he, they Bristol Rovers beat us. So, oh, you know, well, there we go, yeah. He does all like of Bristol lost. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, so we had Mad Gav. Um, who Is was he a still bizarre, there? He is, but he's not in the Amazing. first team coaching setup. He's now, he now looks after the under 18s loans, no. loan players. So I don't know what relationship, I don't know who got him a job at Swindon, but Mike Flynn came in and went, I don't want him in, in the, Hang on. In the coaching setup. So, look, there are clubs, I think we've got a half decent setup <laughs> nowadays, but someone is employed at Swindon to look after under 18s on loan. Is that what, outside of the club to, you know, whatever loan? local grounds that would be near you guys. Yeah. And I think we've only got one at Northley at the moment as well. So it's not as if like we've got like seven or eight of them out. It, it's really odd. And he's looking after that. He's doing defensive coaching for the under 18s as well. Just lots um, of two footed tackles. Lots of, lots how, of two footed. How, how, that how sounds like a non-job that does. Mm. Yeah. How, how happy are you like with Mad Gav Gunning being the example you're giving to your under 18s? Oh, don't worry. Mad Gav put the kids up. We're doing <laughs> all right in the under 18s. And he had a... 75 red cards. Yeah. Had a ridiculously good record as our caretaker, co-caretaker boss for those for those two spells. It was either a hundred percent or certainly unbeaten, and loads of goals. It was great. It was great, but I don't think he's a tactician in any stretch of the imagination. Um, but yeah, um, how do I feel about it? It's mad, Gavin. It? Yeah, it really is. He's a he's an interesting one. Michael Flynn has always been a bit of a divisive character, especially you know, for, for at, the, at the end for for Newport, he was quite divisive. Well, how has he sort of settled in at Swindon? You guys have got a fair few talented players in your in your ranks, so are expectations high this season? I mean, it's not unlike Swindon to have you know a couple of you know Benito Carbonis or whatever it was, De Canio and whatever. <laughs> Yeah, we can Benito Carboni. No, um, I think when he was appointed, I think we all assumed that we were going to play long ball, hoof, and sign about six Newport players. And none of that has come into fruition so far. So we didn't sign any former Newport players. And we have been, we've been playing football uh, on the ground for out and playing quite a nice attacking brand of football. So he, he I mean, we're unbeaten. So it'll be very, very hard to, uh, to criticize him. He's getting a bit narky with the local press. Um, suggesting that they're looking for negatives, which isn't true. Um, it, it's a really weird narrative at the moment. Um, about two fans online have criticised Charlie Austin, and the club have just gone all in on like Charlie being. Is like, Mad Gav is Mad Gav running the social media? Is that what I, it is? I expect to knock on the door and for it to be <laughs> Mad Gav um, and to uh, give me a, a threat or two. No, it, it's really weird. Like everybody knows that although he's not scoring, like loads of goals, his contribution to the team on and off is a hundred percent a very positive thing. And they, they do say that people double up on Charlie Austin. I've not seen that, especially at the County ground this year, but he doesn't play as a number nine, really he plays much deeper. He runs around, he's, he's hardworking. He does draw people and it, and it allows Kemp and, and young to, to do their thing which has been the big success of this season. That's the most successful thing. The loan moves bar one have been very successful in, in Jake Young from Bradford, who I don't think he expected to be a, a starter. And then Dan Kemp, I don't know what MK Dons and what he and MK Dons did to fall out, but why he's on loan to firstly Hartlepool and then to us is, is ridiculous because he's a very good footballer. 
Did he question the validity of the, Did he question the validity of the football club existing? Yeah, he's like when Saturday Comes magazine. He doesn't recognise MK Dons. It was one big. <laughs> I don't even know who I'm paid, getting paid. Yeah, he by. was just. Yeah. Like, I just. I didn't realise this. I thought it was just the Winkleman Fund or something. Yeah. <laughs> just look on the bright side, though, lads. He said they signed no Newport players. It could be worse, Alex. They could have signed Bogle. Oh, broken my bloody heart, that would have done. <laughs> broken my bloody heart. Oh, well, you know, he's never yeah. coming back. He's going to release more shit music instead. Oh, so Dan Kemp's got a hat-trick against us for Hartlepool at the back end of last season. It's so great we get to play against him again. Why yeah. am I going next? Why am I going next week? Someone help me. I don't want to go. Is the, cricket, the only thing I want to know is, is the cricket club open? Because at least that's a fiver to park. I'm not having to, you know, spend £10 to park at Swindon. I should think the parking at the cricket ground is okay, I think. It should be. Yeah, oh, that's not the neighbourhood. Mm. Uh, got yeah. last year so it should be it's a racket that place though full stop it's a good it's a good old ground I'd quite like to stand in the open terrace bit if it's nice I'd quite like to be in there instead of you know in the bit with all the kids you want to stand in that bit when it inevitably if you want to do that go to Stockport well yeah you know or Bromley who doesn't like standing in the pissing rain in West London <laughs> Uh, don't worry, it, Rich. It's, if you think that was ranty, you should have seen after Bromley. Christ. Anyway, um, how can we get at you? What can we do? You you, know? we, yeah. So we we play a like a three five, well, a three four one two, and if you counter, you'll find space. You know that that will happen, and if you've got pace in attack, you, you will you will find the opportunity. But I think I think ultimately East has got pace. East has got pace. God, we're clutching already. This ain't good. <laughs> I, I think I think Swindon. I think Flynn has come to the conclusion of just like this division. As long as you score three, four, or five, you're going to get a point or three. And they've, it's unfair because our back three are quite solid. We've played the same 11 pretty much um, for the majority of the season. I could tell you that, that we don't have the squad to rotate at the moment. We've got probably a decent 14 person squad. And then the rest are just ready to come on. If there's injuries, he does not play the five subs at the moment. He plays his 11 with two coming on. If that that sounds very familiar. Yeah. (laughs) And, and Flynn is saying that he's probably not going to strengthen until January, but they're, you know, if you want my conspiracy theory hat, I think it's more a case of them, them not having the, budget to bring in the players he wants as opposed to like him keeping on saying I'm not going to just sign any old person well at the moment before the winter draws in we've got 11 players plus two others maybe so it's it's a little it's a risky game it's working at the moment but there's no way surely Swindon can get to January with no injuries and suspensions and it's all going to come crashing down on Saturday. And you're going to you know this, this screams Harry Cardwell falling outside the box. Oh, <laughs> that was ru- that was rubbish. We needed that. We needed that. That bloke's, oh, that yeah. bloke's a Premier League referee now, and everyone wonders why Var's shit. <laughs> it, it was nailed on. It was diabolical. Could have killed him. Yeah, yeah it could have. Well, yeah, he, it was a hard yeah. surface that could have hurt him. You know, <laughs> yeah. falling. That was abrasive. Yeah. <laughs> Could have killed him. Got, got a grass burn here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even inside the box. That's the bit that gets me. It was a. It was absolutely tower. terrible. It was. It, oh. it was. It was the you know, amazing. It was incredible. You know, but all good to them. You know, we you know we survived another year for no particular reason <laughs> and got relegated the next season. So you know it was totally worth it. Um, but Rich, uh, mm. do you know what I'm? I, it's a bit cheesy asking for predictions and stuff because who who knows? It does scream town like the way we are. It does scream a one nil town win. You know, just really shitty. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's due to happen eventually, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, something's going to happen. You know, we're going to games at the moment, wondering we beat our last our last win at the county ground was a nice professional 2-0 victory and everyone walked out going oh it was good because it was a nice professional 2-0 victory but that 5-3 or those 5-0 six nils are much better aren't they so um shouting boring <laughs> well we scored really early and we dominated and we just scored a second later in the game and that was that it was it was a nice, it was a nice, lovely day in in mild temperatures. I mean, it could be 
you know, it sounds like you're in an awful space at the moment. So you're all going to go there ready with your, uh, with your manager out, owner out blankets, and then suddenly get a unlikely one nil win I mean, and have to fold yeah. them up. Polite. We're not in that bad a space. We're not in that bad a space, but. Oh, Jim, Sam, there are some people that have got it already. Someone took it off the flyover, I imagine, and, and, and took it home with them. It did rather sound like, though, at Rich, that you were debating what scoreline you would beat us, whether it was 2-0 or 6-0. That, that, that's... <sighs> no, I don't, like, I don't one. like doing the buns. It's... It, it... If we, if we play the attack, <laughs> listening to what you're saying, and if we play to the, the our capability going forward, we're going to score a couple of goals minimum. Um, but it, we are I mean, so, we so... If we don't take the lead, we'll be all right. So when we okay. take the lead, it'll that, go It's wrong. a lead. Any lead is dangerous lead for us. Mm. You know, but at least we might get to see a ref knocked unconscious again. So, you know, it's not oh. a bad thing. And I missed that as well. God, I, that, I was really angry that I even missed, <laughs> <laughs> missed the referee. Perfect, a perfect swin, swinding game. Rich, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. Maybe. Thank you very much for giving us a dose of medicine. Enjoy Saturday because we probably won't. No um, problem. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, that's all right. Have a great day. See you later, mate. T- take care. Bruce is here. Bruce, can you make us cheer up a bit, please? <laughs> oh, it's fine. Well, have, I, have, have, have I missed anything? Not really. We're just moaning. The end of How days. did you feel about it yesterday? Um, how did I feel That's about it delay, yesterday? It? Um, it was it was really comfortable at two 0 and they were shit, and we should have won, and we lost, and we were shit, and I don't really feel very good about it at the moment. Uh, I I think we've got a team of triers again, but we lack quality. That's interesting because I I say we've got more quality, especially on the ball, in terms of our positional play and in possession than we had before. But there's a soft underbelly to us that's that's not been there before under a hearse side. My uh, my favourite thing there is Bruce said we were comfortable at two 0 which lasted two minutes. Yeah, but they were awful. <laughs> they they were really really bad, and we talked them into that game. They they, they were not- just. They were just not good. It's like, we couldn't believe that they were in sixth place in the league. They're fourth now. And I mean, they've got nothing away from home. I just, yeah, it was, I just, yesterday was, yesterday was very sobering for me. Um, well, why was that then? What, what, what did you find sobering about it? I just, we scored two goals, but we don't score routine tappings. We don't create we don't create anything. All of our goals are, are either a rocket or they're a individual piece of brilliance. Or how often, someone's ass. How often do we score a goal where we've just like, you know, we do a couple of passes, somebody gets into the bar line, they pull it back and somebody taps it in. Bradford. When, when do we score goals like that? We, we just the two, don't. The, the two goals against Gillingham were proper goals and the one against Bradford was a proper goal. But apart from that, you're right. And I, I, yeah, what would we do with that, Issa? Yeah, what would we do with that? I, I, yeah, this is what I mean about. It. I think it's more worrying than 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 some of us are kind of wanting to believe, if you like. I mean, we talked at the start of the season about challenging for the playoffs. I think you can forget that. I, I just don't see it. I, I there are so many teams who are best than us in this league. Um, and then you ally that. And then you ally a long way off. I, th- I, I, I don't think to, we can discount it just yet. And then you ally that to the soft underbelly that I've talked about. We ain't going to get many points. No, no, yeah, but again, that's that's one extreme to the other Sam. I think two weeks ago we weren't having these conversations. There were different conversations about not creating enough chance. We weren't saying the team's weak as shit. We're not going to get many points. So I think throughout the season we're going to have some ups and downs. And what is concerning is how big a down this is and how how representative it is of how we're going to be. I do, I, I do remember times. Yeah. I do remember times last season where we had these, and then. You know, we beat Stockport, you know, 1-0 or 2-0, you know, and we got a couple of results. So I'm still where I was a couple of weeks ago. I'm quite happy to see where we are in a couple of weeks, have more of an understanding than than now. But it's it's how long is this going to be an issue? I am. I I just feel like we're a team with short trousers. We can't cover both. So we can't be, we can't be creative because, and, and also be defensively sound. You know, you know, when you pull up short trousers, you can either cover your ankles or you can cover your ass. You can't cover both. And I think that's 
I think that's where we where we are. I just don't think we've we've got it. And you know, my thing is my I do agree, but to a point I've got a couple of red flags in my head now. I think the manner of defeat yesterday was pretty poor. I mm. think um and I also, as I've said a number of times, one thing I love about Hurst is he watches the same game I do. So when I have the interview, I'm listening to someone who has given an honest assessment of what he's just seen on the pitch. I don't think I heard that yesterday. I thought I saw a man scrambling for answers and and trying to deflect. I've always thought historically. I've always thought historically that it, I agree. I agree with you, Alex. That when the manager is agreeing with what the majority, not everybody, but the majority of the fans that are watching the same game, they're all right. When they start watching a game, a game that's different and coming out with different answers to the majority of fans, and I'm not talking one or two, but the majority, then I think there's an issue. But I just, I, I maintain, I said from the start that, that we've, that if I don't, if we, if we're not, look like we're moving forward, we're not going in the right direction by Christmas, then maybe. But I just don't see anything in this squad, and I, I hope I'm proven wrong, that is going to drastically change what we're seeing now. Yes, we might get a couple of players back, but we've had players in and out of the team since the start of the season. Yes, we haven't had Rose and Wilson together, and we, we've had Khan missing. I thought that was a bonus yesterday, Khan getting... 75 minutes or whatever he played because he, he he looked all right on the ball. Um, but I just think like the, the lad from Swindon that you just had on said, I think you get outside of 11 or 12 of our players and the others just don't look like they're going to make a difference. The players we've been with us blind, it seems. It's the players who we've had for a while or apart from a couple of examples that like Glennon and Waterfall and um, um, even Alex Hunt, I mean, God knows what Kieran Green will look like in a side that's meant to pass the ball, um, that, are, that are struggling this season. Nothing not talked about is our set pieces, which I think have been really poor this season. We've, we scored with one against Gillingham, which, and that was a bit of a fluke, I think. We've not looked threatening from them at all, which again is a sort of another sign of like losing a bit of belief. It's all sort of hopeful punts into the box. I don't know what, Anyone thinks about that? So we're getting bogged down in detail there. A little bit. I've always, I've always thought Hurst was really shit at set pieces. Anyway, to be perfectly honest, I thought our corner game has always been really weak. But um, I, so I haven't seen an improvement. Or it was, you know, it was pretty good hunt, hunt to waterfall, that, wasn't it? It was pretty good hunt to waterfall in the in the com, in the conference. Yeah, that's fair. You know, he but used to come. He used to come over and have a word with him, and we scored two or three. I know it's not not loads, but we scored two or three goals. But I agree with Sam. This season, I just think that. We look like we're lacking for a team that's going to challenge. I'm not saying we're going to struggle, but for a team that's going to challenge, we lack the quality. If we put a good ball in, there's nobody there. We get two or three in the box and we put a shit delivery in. And and it's the same with set pieces, like Sam says. We don't look like we're going to... The, the centre-backs, Malarkey and Rogers yesterday. Rogers, I, I saw a few people say that they thought he had his worst game yesterday. They were playing that long ball, as you, you saw it as well. They were playing that long ball over the top, sort of into the space between between Rogers and um, Eastwood, and he had to turn. But in the air, Rogers won. I thought he won absolutely everything again. And and but we don't win it in their box when we're attack when we're on set pieces. It's uh, it's just I don't know. We just don't look. I know we scored two goals yesterday, but. And we got the worst XG in the league, and I don't even know what X, I know what expected goals, but I don't really know the the stats and the data behind it. But we had the best in the, in the football league yesterday, Bruce. And the what, sorry, we had the we best. We had the best in the entire football league yesterday. But didn't we have the worst average before that? I saw it could be wrong. It should be wrong data, but I saw one of the town fan accounts post that we had the the lowest XG top or in the top four in the league. Was it a racist stat? No. Richard Young says there seems to be a lack of phys- real physicality in the team as well. When we go up for corners, we always look like we've been towered over. Maybe it's just a Hurst thing. I think we do get into a little bit dangerous territory when we have as bad and as upsetting and as angry as a result it was yesterday. We may try and overthink things a little bit. You know, I don't think a couple of weeks ago, as I said, we were having these discussions. So, you know, it might be true, but it might just be 
they're just being really shit at the minute. And, you know, players can get better. Players can be coached better. Players can perform better. Um, so I, I think we just, you know, it was shit yesterday. And if it continues to be like that, then there's an issue. I just think sometimes we need to just maybe think, you know, hopefully it's not not going to be that way. Um, and the XG thing shows you what rubbish it is. You know, we, we, we win games with a low XG and we, we, we lose games with a high XG. So I don't really think it has much, um, much sway on, on how a team performs. Suggest we need to highest, We had the fourth or fifth highest in League Two last season. And everyone said that we didn't create any chance to score any goals last season. So I think people now going, oh, XG is the only, just, just kind of forcing an argument down, down your throat, really. Um, I'm looking at how many goals we scored, and how many chances we created, how many keep, how many saves we forced the keeper to make. We don't look like we don't look like, and I don't think we've looked like for the last couple of seasons. Though, do, do you ever think we're going to put? And somebody might pull out a figure that we did once, but are we? Are we? Do we look like a team that's going to put four or five past anybody ever? I thought yesterday was a perfect opportunity at two nil. Somebody near me said, "If we want four or five today, we can get them." And five minutes yeah. later, we're two. Was five minutes later, we're two two. Here's a question for you, Bruce. Because it's why, even at two two at half time, I still was pretty confident we'd come across, come through, and win the game. I didn't have any. We had this discussion, but you were you were off. Was that your emotion as well? Yeah, Maisie said we'd win four two, and I, and I didn't disagree with her, but because and I think that was a reflection of how shit Crawley were, uh, and we let them beat us. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they. I don't think they were a good side at all. I re- that's my personal opinion. That keeper looked ropey as. And how many saves did he have to make? I I, I don't think um, I've seen us do that to a team back in the football league, Bruce. I mean, this season I've seen us look like we could, but we haven't. Gillingham, I think. I think they didn't create anything. I think we had a good couple of chances to make that three, four, five. Um, I think Salford, we could have got one or two more. Um, and yesterday, before before we collapsed, we maybe could have done. So I don't think it's a fact we don't look like we're going to. It's a fact we look like we just can't do it. I think I think I've seen enough there to think well, we're going to be able to do that sort of thing, but we just haven't. So there's three there's three games this season. I think we've looked like we could if we wanted to. And we just don't we don't seem like you say we seem either incapable or we don't take the handbrake off. It's incapable. I don't think it's a handbrake thing because every t- after Salford and after Gillingham, the first thing, well, one of the first things Paul Hurst said is we needed to get that next goal to kill that game off. I- I've not heard him say, oh, it was comfortable too and that was it. I think it's an incapability rather than an unwillingness to do it. So do you think that's, is that, is that, so are you, are you criticising the recruitment there then? No, I think incapable doesn't mean you're not incapable all the time. It means at the time you was incapable. So I think as this team develops, we will have the answer to whether it's a, a fundamental skill issue or if it's a thing where at those times they weren't able to do it. And I think you're a bit too early in the season to be able to have a round judgment either way, whether they're great or whether they're shit. And I think towards, as me and you've said, towards Christmas time, you'll have a really good indication. Is it a skill problem? We're just not good enough. Or is it a cohesion, a, a training, a, you know, a, a mentality it's, problem. It's, it's, we're mentally weak. It's done. I don't understand why you need till Christmas. You know, the, the, the writing is there. We've done nine games. We've had the long preseason that everyone was begging for last season and they're just mentally weak. The second that they, we concede, we go to shit. We shit our bricks. And I don't know if it's a lack of leadership because you had a team yesterday without Green, without Mar on the pitch. I don't know. Waterfall without on the pitch as well. The lack of leadership maybe on the pitch is probably an issue and whether Harry Clifton and I guess Hollahan are probably the guys you're looking to in that team to to lead maybe I don't know what do you think was there a lack of leadership in that team I don't think there was well, I thought we were quite we were quite quiet and I thought we were quite quiet and when the, when the when the goals went in yesterday you looked around the pitch and I thought we were I thought we were quite quiet I will just say going back to Sam's point and I, I apologies because I've obviously I've joined late and we're doubting about but Sam's point about the players um, that were here before I actually thought that Hollaham was our best player yesterday. Um, I was going to say actually, with a, with, a, with a couple of exceptions, he was the exception. I think he. I think when when he plays well, I think we play well. And, I, and what he does is he does the little simple things really well. He'll get the ball in a tight area and he'll give it to somebody. Yes, sometimes they'll fuck it up, but he'll get it 
and he does it simple. Quick little, quick, a couple of times in the middle of the park, Sam, somebody's tight on him and he just does a quick step to the left and a step to the right and he's he's, he's got that yard of space that he needs to make the pass then. And I thought, yeah. I thought he did. I thought yesterday, I thought we, did, we, we didn't hardly notice Harry. And I mean, Harry had a great season last season. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a decent player at this level, but we didn't, we didn't notice him on the ball a lot yesterday. Um, I don't know what, what you thought watching it. Yeah, I, I think he's, um, uh, I think, I think maybe we're kind of, a, with Harry, it a really, really, really good season last season. And maybe we're holding him to too high a standard because he maybe performed above his natural ability last season. I'm doing a dis- disservice there, but I, he's not started this season anything like the level he was at. He was at last season. Um, he's, he's played a different sort of role. He's more central. He's more advanced, and it doesn't seem like that suiting him. And, I, and the, the, the ball from Gav to Issa that ends up in the I know the, the, the goals are like Issa and running through his man is the ball from Gav's really good because he's won the ball. He's, he's always at his man. I think there's a case to say Holohan's been our best player actually so far this season, despite the fact he didn't start the first couple of games of the season. <laughs> Um, but there's it looks yesterday if you say we know Rogers is better it looked like we had three conference players playing in defence with him right so these are some of the things that people have said uh, no not that one uh, Steve Day says long way to go and let's see at Christmas what position we're in fucking hell Stephen that's a long way to go then takes a while for, I, I don't think it takes that long to assess a squad if I'm being entirely honest uh, Richard Young says when they equalised we stopped pressing from the front in the first 20 minutes we were constantly forcing their defenders in to make errors by just pressing them into mistakes Steven says you say Christmas because it's true indicated because of players form I again that's too long uh, and Ricky says there was clearly a lack of leadership yesterday Mark says Rogers was captain yesterday and I can only remember seeing him shouting or commanding at anyone after we conceded, conceded. I don't remember anyone on the pitch barking instructions to anyone some team players get a role while others really start to struggle uh, up the gav I love him so much says Ricky there you go so there's some comments Did you? Th- what did you think yesterday and, and it might be ultra and I'm not being critical I just what were your observations on Pike's closing down compared to what Rose does and you might have talked about it already I'm not did anyone notice did anyone notice I didn't notice it as in he I didn't notice him closing down which probably tells you everything you need to know with Danny Rose you notice him leading from the front there's always something happening yesterday when I was watching Pike I didn't didn't notice him doing much it looked and like I say I might be doing him a disservice but it looked half-hearted. It looked Rose. Rose is a pain in the ass for ninety minutes or eighty minutes or whatever he plays. But we didn't press the ball yesterday. Created that goal at Gillingham because of it. Yeah, we just. I just didn't think it, it looked like sort of. It looked like token running, and like I say, that might be his game. That might be the way he's been told to do it. But Rose closes them down on them straight away, and then if somebody passes it. If there's no one there, he'll go to the next player. I didn't see that with Pike yesterday. It looked, it looked like treading water, uh, and I, I, I might be, I might be, you know, if he's listening, I, I might be, I might be wrong, but that's just how it looked um, on the sidelines. I'll be honest, Bruce. He just feels like every other fourth division forward guy we've had for a long time. You know, just you know, another one that comes in and we'll forget his name in 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 a year's time. It just it just feels like that. I hope he proves me wrong. I really do. I want someone who takes on that number nine shirt and actually plays with pride with it. But at the moment it just seems like another curse of of the number nine shirt. No one could no one can use it. No one can play in it. It's got too heavy. Oh he's pressed mute on that now and he's fucked it. Oh he's fucked it. Can you get him a Fisher Price microphone next time rather than a professional one? Yeah, I don't understand all this. I'm not, this is beyond my technological capabilities. Uh, um, what was it? Oh, what was it? I forgot what I was going to say. Hit mute then. Good cracking job, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, brilliant. Anyone got anything else to say? Because I'm dying on my ass here, and you know, I don't think we've been that. Well, we've been critical, but we haven't been that uber critical, I don't think. How many points do you think we'll get from Swindon and Tranmere? Six. Um, we've got Barrow in between. We have, yeah. That's good. That's good. I thought we had two away games on the spin and I was, you know, Swindon, 
I, I, I've been to Swindon twice and we haven't, and I haven't seen a lose. So I perhaps should get in the car on Saturday, but you bloody um, well should. Well, that's probably the only two times we haven't lost in the last 25 years, isn't it? Um, but, but yeah. And then Tranmere, haven't Tranmere changed the manager? Yes. Yes. And we've have. not won that. And we've not won there this century. But Nigel nah. Atkins. Oh, they've got Nigel in, have they? But yeah, Barrow at home, then that's that's an opportunity. But I, I said I said in the fan zone yesterday, Crawley was an opportunity and we we caught that up, didn't we? So it just puts pressure on the next game then, doesn't it? And I, I, I it might sound really doom and gloom, but I just I can't see us getting anything with if we play like that, I can't see us getting anything at Swindon. But then having said that, we went to Bradford, eighteen thousand or whatever there was there at Bradford, and we played them off the park. So, which town's going to turn up, and it, and, it, and it needs to be the other one because, well, either either one of those two two teams, they can see the goal in the last minute, so it's kind of the same one. This this is sort of why I think Sorry. I think you know there's every reason to be as pissed off as we are and as you know angry as we are. I do just think though, over the course of the season, we've seen enough to think, you know, it's not all bad. I'm not saying it's good. But I think there's there's enough there to hope that it's uh, that it gets better. I'm not saying it is good. I'm just saying I think we've we've seen enough to to have that bit of hope that there is something there. I'm um, I'm done, gentlemen. I don't know about you. That's the, I think we, I think on, on Mike's voice of reason and positivity, I think that's a good place to leave it. For everyone, go to Swindon. Enjoy it. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, please don't get too down about it. You know, it's only mid lower mid table in the league after nine games it's not the end of the world um, and and that's it you know from the know-it-alls here at the DN35 pod um, you know it's great to have you along uh, and we shall see you all very soon see you later bye open wide for some And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 1130. Go! 